On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we have a pretty awesome guest with an incredible story. We're talking to the star of HGTV's Flipper Flop, Tarek El Moussa. His story is incredible. He started as a real estate agent and then used that as a step stool to bigger and better things. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about is how you can do those things too. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 108 of the Massive Agent Podcast. And this week, we're talking with HGTV's Tarek El Moussa. If you, I'm sure you've seen him. He's on freaking People Magazine and Us Weekly and you know the TMZ and everything, which is crazy, uh, super crazy because he's, he's a normal guy. But if, you, if you've seen him on TV or you've seen him in the tabloids or, or you've just seen him online and you see he's this big TV star, he, he's flipped f- over 500 homes, he, he had this super, uh, super public divorce and like, you know, his personal life's all out there for everyone to see, which is crazy. But he started as a real estate agent. Okay, he started as a realtor, and he tells that story today, which is really interesting and in how one thing led to another. At one point, he sold over $120,000. He made $120,000 in commissions in a 90-day period as an agent. And get this, when he first pitched the concept of Flipper Flop to HGTV or, or to the production company that then sold it to HGTV, he had never flipped a home. He had never flipped a house when he started Flipper Flop. And the story behind this is incredible. What I really want you guys to focus on is, is how being an agent can lead to so many other bigger and better opportunities. Being an agent can open up so many doors. It's opened up a ton of doors for me, and, and I, I know it can for you too, but you have to start thinking that way. If you are new to the show or you just have a terrible memory, which... It's all good. No judgment here. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Real Estate's Media Network. I'm a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach, a columnist at Housing Wire, and I'm an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah with EXP Realty and the founder of the Massive Agent Society. That is our one agent per market lead gen training coaching program. So go over to massiveagentsociety.com to see if your market is even available to claim. And if it is, claim it before somebody else does, before another competitor in your market does. That is, if you want to learn how to become a lead generation master so you're not relying on your broker, your team leader, uh, over (laughs) super overpriced Zillow and Realtor.com and OpCity leads, you've got to learn how to do it yourself. That's what we show you how to do. So if you have a, a limited budget, you can't afford Boomtown, you can't afford Zillow, or you just know that they're pure garbage, then you should seriously learn how to do it yourself. That's what we show you how to do. And we only pick, we only allow one agent per market to do so. MassiveAgentSociety.com. Before we jump into the interview with Tarek El Moussa, which is, it's just such an amazing story and you'll love his energy. And it's just crazy what he's built, the business he's built, the brand he's built. He's flipped over 500 homes when he, but nine years ago. So he's, they've done nine seasons of Flipper Flop and he has a new show called Flipping 101. And he's, he's launching um, an education uh, platform as well to teach others how to flip homes and how to invest and all that. 
um, but he has some very pointed advice for agents. But before he, he started, he, he never flipped a house. It's just – it's a crazy story. Uh, before we get into that, I need to thank this week's sponsor, Easy Agent Pro. I've had my real estate website with them for over three and a half years. If you if you, if you have any kind of content strategy at all and you need a, a website with home search and with landing pages that's, that looks modern, it's user-friendly, and that you own, that your broker or your brokerage doesn't own or control, you really need to get Easy Agent Pro. For for members of this audience only, they're doing a super special deal. Uh, you must use promo code Dustin, but go to Easy Agent Pro's website, easyagentpro.com. And during the month of January, it's just a dollar to start. A dollar for the first month, okay? Um, the first month is only a dollar. And if you use promo code Dustin, you get 12 months of their built-in integrated CRM platform, which is pretty freaking cool, for free. Promo code Dustin, you cannot get the deal anywhere else out there. You've got to use promo code Dustin. But um, guys, this is who I this is who my website's been with for three and a half years. I can't recommend them enough, and I'm grateful that they are um, they're, they're sponsoring the show and that they're a partner in this show. And also, uh, just to plant a seed. We are open to, we are looking for another another sponsor or partner or two for the show and for some other industry syndicate opportunities. So if you represent a brand or a company and are looking for um, some opportunities to be part of this show, reach out, shoot me an email, message me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and we can talk and, uh, and we'll go from there. So just to plant that seed, please pass the message along to any anyone else who's running a company, running a brand in charge of marketing uh, at one of the vendors in our industry, we are looking for another sponsor or two. All right, uh, let's get into the interview with Tarek El Moussa, the star of HGTV's Flipper Flop and Flipping 101. What's up, guys? I'm sitting here with Tarek El Moussa from HGTV's Flipper Flop and your new show, Flipping 101. What's going on, Tarek? How's it going? It's going good, buddy. How you doing today? Very good, very good. I I'm super excited to to hear more of your story because I I don't think a lot of people know this, especially if if they know you from HGTV or <laughs> freaking People Magazine or something. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, they they may not know you started as a real estate agent. Uh, yeah, I started as a real estate agent at 20 years old, and uh, every single thing I've learned about business and investing and everything came from the foundation of being a real estate agent. That's cool. Uh, what were you doing prior to that? Like well, once you once you got out of high school, uh, what were you doing between between then and when you started as, as an agent? You know, it was interesting. You know, I graduated high school in the year 2000 and um, you know, out of high school, I was just trying to survive, man. I was lost. I was trying to go to school. I didn't understand college. I was a bad student and everybody kept hammering into my mind. You have to get an education. You have to get a degree or you're not going to go anywhere in life. And uh, at the time I was selling kitchen knives and I was also delivering pizza when I was uh, 19 years old and just turned 20 years old. And what happened to me, um, some people know this story is back then, you know, we didn't have all the technology we have today. So I had my entire business was in a sales book with all my leads, my contacts, my phone numbers, my email addresses. And uh, guess what? As a 20-year-old kid, I lost my sales book. So, I, I, yeah, I literally put myself out of business, and it was a rough time in my life. And I was living in uh, Norwalk, California at the time, and I went to a, a, Washington, a Washington Mutual Bank in Cerritos, California. 
And I was just sitting there staring at my ATM, man. I know you probably have. I mean, so many people have thinking, man, what the hell am I going to do? How do I get out of this hole? And I, I, I was, it was like a movie. I swear, man. I looked up to the right and there was a, a crooked real estate sign. And it says, wise old owl real estate school. And I paused for a moment and I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I mean, if I can sell kitchen knives, I can probably sell houses. And that's how I got in real estate. That's cool. Uh, it, it- I don't think anyone who's an agent now, especially those that, that have been wildly successful, I don't think anyone has grown up like, I'm going to be a real estate agent one day. It, it's, it's one of those things you just kind of like gravitate towards or one thing happens, it leads to another and you end up doing it. And I've never heard anyone that, that said they grew up wanting to be an agent. It's just not one of those glamorous things. Um, th- that, that's interesting because when I got out of high school, I was kind of doing the same shit, uh, detailing cars, Call yeah. centers, customer service, bill yeah, collections. That, that's the hustle. And that's the hustle right. you need to be a successful real estate agent. And yeah. like I, I still scream at the top of my lungs. And real estate is the, in my opinion, is the absolute best business in the world. There are so many things you can do with it. There are so many different ways to make money. And the long-term financial wealth you can create is just amazing. Yeah. And and I'm so I'm glad that we can talk to you about that because it it's really not sad, but well, yes, but it's, it's frustrating to me how so many agents are just too tunnel vision on just doing transaction after transaction forever. And they don't realize if they got hurt, if they got sick, if they, if they couldn't go open doors and, and take listing appointments, they'd have no income. It's not a business. You're running your own job at that point, And it's scary. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and the crazy thing to me, man, is like, the majority of real estate agents, they don't invest in real estate. They don't buy real estate. They're so focused on chasing that next commission deal. They're missing out on the big picture, right? You build your real estate sales business. You get that commission. You invest your commission. You create a real estate portfolio. It's a process. And I see so many agents out there just passing up on opportunities because they're so blinded by that next commission check. Right. And I know what that's like. I did that for most of my career. Oh, I yeah. absolutely relate. Yeah, it's, but, but to your point, and, and you're a, a perfect example, real estate is one of the best industries to lead to other things or, or to move on to like, you know, take another step or, or take, you know, do this. Um, and let, let's talk about that real quick. So, so I heard something crazy in the Passionate Few podcast with Omar, what's his last name? Elatar. Yes, that. Um, great interview. And cause I, I didn't know your story prior to that, but you, you got into real estate, you became an agent with, uh, you, you went to wise old Al real estate school. Okay. You made a hundred grand in your first 90 days. Is that right? No, actually, no. So it was my first six months in the business, man. I was struggling. Gotcha. I wasn't making any money. The manager is telling me to hold stupid open houses and sit at the up desk. And, and I was just, you know, like I tell real estate agents all the time, you can be the most motivated, hardworking, driven person in the world. But if you don't know what to do, you're never going to do anything. So I find myself super motivated, super uh, hungry and completely lost. And, you know, I went really broke. And, and one day I'll make the story short. I stumbled across something called expired listings. And I learned about expired listings because I was working out of my real estate office and I remember hearing these two ladies uh, next to me that had been in the business like 900 years telling me how stupid agents were to get real estate coaching. And, and I remember being a kid, I'm like, wait a minute, what, what is this coaching shit you're talking about? I didn't know what coaching was. And right. I kept listening and then I heard the name and uh, it was Mike Ferry. I'm sure everybody's heard of Mike Ferry. So I signed up for Mike Ferry coaching. At the time I was living 
in my mom's garage because she had rented out my bedroom and I couldn't afford the $300 a month in rent. Like it was really tough times. So it was a make or break point in my life. I had to make a decision, man. Am I, am I going hundred million percent real estate? Give it one last shot or am I just sticking with college? And I decided to go for real estate and I committed to 90 days of my life of six days a week of 12 to 14 hour days, just hustling expired listings. I do, I set one goal at a time and I obsessed over expireds and you know, I was a 21 year old kid, went from being completely broke in a garage, not being able to pay my bills to 90 days later, man, under, earned $120,000 in real estate commissions and bought a million dollar house. And, and that was it, man. Well, I thought I made it at the time. <laughs> I love that because it shows that no matter how long you've been in the business, it doesn't have to be right from the beginning. You can do something different. You can choose to do something different and have it really, really work out in a big way in a short period of time. Um, can agents still do that today? Absolutely. One million percent. It's like, I always talk about business and I simplify everything, man. Business is nothing more than a numbers game. How in the world did we end up on this podcast? I don't know. You right. either reached out to me or I reached out to you. Right. It's the same thing with business. You want to get more deals. You got to talk to more people. That's it. It's a mathematical equation. That's how I look at it. Right. Yeah, it, it just, it takes effort and commitment and, and doing shit. And, here, and here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the mindset that got me through it. My mindset wasn't, oh, I'm going to call these expired listings. I need to list their house. Shit, they said no. They said I'm an idiot. They hung up on me. I didn't care because my goal wasn't to get listings. My goal wasn't to make money. My only goal was to make contacts. And I learned early on, if I make contacts, I'll make appointments. And if I make appointments, I'll get listings. If I get listings, I'll make commissions. So my, I was super hyper-focused on the contacts. Because that's what you can control. You can't control the results. You can't control exactly. how many appointments you get. You, you can control the actions. Exactly. exactly. Love it. That, fantastic advice. Um, let, let's fast forward a little bit. So, so you did well with real estate. When did you, when did you transition to flipping? Because I... I is this right? When you, when you pitched the idea for Flipper Flop, and I don't, it was probably not even called that then, but uh, when you pitched the idea, you, you, you had never even flipped a home. Yeah. Is that right? So when I flipped my house flipping TV show, I had never actually flipped a house. <laughs> and uh, I got the idea by going to a Mike Ferry real estate convention back in, uh, I think it was early, I think it was 2010. And um, I was sitting at the back of this convention. There was like 5,000 people and there was two seats opened up in the front row. So my buddy was a vice president of Colo Banker or Prudential actually. And he texts me. He's like, hey man, two seats open up in the front row. I'll save them for you if you want them. And I remember, I remember thinking uh, we were in Las Vegas. I wasn't feeling well. I had a rough night. I was like front row. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Let's do it. Ended up sitting in the very front row of this convention and all these guys that were sitting in the front row were like the ballers, right? You know, the guys in the front row of the convention, the seven-figure earners, the guys with the Rolls Royce, the Bentleys, and all the shit we want. Right. And at the break, they came up to me and my ex-wife, and they're like, who are you guys? Like, what are you doing up here? Because they thought we were players, and we weren't players, but you fake until you make it. So we were dressed nice, and we had, you know. Uh, but long, long story short, there's this guy named Brady Sondell out of Palm Springs. He was telling me how he had a local TV show. And he'd go to the grocery store and people would recognize him and he'd get deals and he'd make money. And then it hit me the next minute, the next day. I was like, you know what? I was like, this guy makes money on TV on a local cable show. I'm like, if I can get us on TV, there's opportunity. I know there's something. So then I hyper for, I just had a split second decision. Bam. 
I need to get us a TV show. And within seconds, I looked over to my wife at the time and I said, I'm going to get us a TV show. She's like, TV show about what? I was like, flipping houses. She's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Because we had just <laughs> bought our first flip a few days before and we hadn't started demo. Gotcha. So I had this crazy idea. I sent email to production companies. They said, send me a, a bio. And I ended up shooting it as the home video. I pitched it to the production company. They loved it. We did a two-day professional shoot. It went well. They pitched it to HGTV. And uh, for the first year, or no, maybe it was like eight, nine months, none of the networks wanted the, the show. We, we pitched it to everybody. And I'll never forget it, uh, getting that call back in 2011 from the production company. So I was on the a golf course, Black Gold Golf Course in Yorba Linda. And they're like, you're not going to believe this, but HGTV just picked us up for a pilot. And, uh, and then the story gets better. So not only did I pitch a house flipping show before I even flipped a house, here's what else I did. So we shot the pilot, went really well. Within weeks after submitting it, they're like, we want a full, ep- we want a full season. So they ordered 13 episodes in 10 months, right? And at the time, I had only flipped three houses the entire year. Right. So now I was supposed to do three times the amount of houses in a less amount of time on TV. Few problems. One, I didn't have money. Two, I didn't know how to flip houses. And three, I didn't know how to find houses. So of course I signed the contract. Yeah. And I made it happen. So how does that work then? So like that's fully on you to find the deals and to actually do them and to find the contractors and everything. And they just record the process. That's it. They're my houses. I fund them. I fix them. I flip them. I pay for them. They're all mine. Because I know that there's for you know all of us who aren't in that business. We just we see what we see. And we hear what we hear and, you know, the internet talks and it's like, oh, this is all scripted. This is all fake, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's probably not even doing this or whatever. Um, it, do you think that the, it, that it's much more real, like much more, much more real than the, than the perception of, uh, they don't even call it reality TV, I mean, right? I mean, I mean, I, mean they're, they're, I know like there are a lot of shows out there that are bullshit shows. No, these are my sure. houses. I found these houses. I bought these houses. I paid to fix these houses and yeah. these houses and I sell these houses. That's and awesome. they document the process. There might be a little thing here or there that, uh, you know, we enter into the show. But in general, no, it's, sure. it's the real deal. Like, these are my houses. I've done, I think, right around 500 flips now. So the heat was on. The pressure was on to learn how to do this oh, and to find the deals. Fun. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. you know, like people, there's so many people out there like bitching about where they're at in life and struggling. And it's like, you just got to go all in. And I had no idea how I was going to accomplish flipping 13 houses on TV in 10 months. And, uh, you know, I, I just dug really deep and I committed to working 18, 19, 20 hour days mm-hmm. until I figured it out. And you know what? I figured it out. You did in a big way. And, yeah. and so now you flipped like what? 500 homes or more. 500. At this point? Yeah. That's incredible. What? So at the beginning, go back to when you were first like, Oh shit, I've got to, I've got to flip all these homes. Like now, um, what was the hardest part about learning that? Was it finding the contractors that are reliable? Was it finding the financing, finding the deals? What, what was the hardest part? The hardest part was being able to work 18 to 20 hours straight with 100% intensity mm. because I had to. Yeah. Um, at the time, I couldn't buy properties that were occupied because I couldn't wait for the eviction process because I was on a timeline for the show. So I had to buy vacant houses and at the time I was still, you know, I was working the business all day and I, I had to go bid on properties that were going to the auction. And I could only bid on properties that were vacant because I couldn't afford the eviction. It took too long. 
So every night I'd leave my house after working all day at around 10 o'clock at night. And I used to drive throughout Southern California until about 4 a.m. driving by all the homes that were going to auction the next day to look for, you know, cars in the driveway, overgrown lawn, anything that might tell me that nobody lives in the house. Mm. So I did that for a while and, and that's how I made it happen. That's crazy. Uh, th that's crazy. It, it, so how long ago was that? Nine years? Ten years? That was in 2012. We filmed season one. So that was eight years ago. And that's the thing. Like I, I had the same tenacity with expired listings. Like, listen, I know there's people out there calling expired listings and, oh, it doesn't work. This shit didn't work for me either. It wasn't easy. I got this shit kicked out of me every single day. People that I said I was crazy at my office. Nonstop. Right. I would dial five to 600 phone calls a day. I would knock on hundreds of doors. That's the tenacity it takes to be successful in the real estate game. Every time I talk to someone who, who's reached a certain level of success, no matter what they're doing, they, they all have a very similar story or, or a similar concept that uh, people think they're stupid, that they, they think they're crazy. They're like, this is, I cannot believe I'm doing this. It's not going to work. They all think it's not going to work until they make it work. And it, it, every single time. Man, it's nothing more than trial and error. I used to hang signs on freeways. I used to do handwritten letters. Shit, I went and got like, I got, almost, I got in trouble with the post office because I took their, you know, their, their high-end post, uh, postcard envelopes they give away. I, I thought they were free, so I ordered like a thousand <laughs> of them, but apparently you have to pay and mail them, and I was dropping them off houses. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, I built my business through trial and error. In life, you just got to go all in. You have to give it everything you have. That's it. Yes. It, so, on this show, we... It, this is really a real estate marketing show. We teach agents some tactics that they can do to grow their brand and, and to like dominate their local market and sell more homes. And it's, it's funny how few people actually do the things that they tell themselves they're going to do. They're like, oh my God, that's a great idea. I need to do my own podcast locally. I need to do a video show. I need to go do whatever. And they, they'll do it for a week. They'll do it for a month or not at all. What's going on? They don't, they don't get it. This shit isn't easy. Right. It is not easy. Like, I've been to war many, many, many times to get to where I am. Like, it's a battle. It's a fight. And, and people need to understand, like, the shit they're going through, I went through that. The difference is I kept fighting. The only difference between the ones that make it and the ones that don't are the ones that keep fighting, refusing to fail, refusing to quit. Like those are the ones that make it. I wanted to quit. I wanted to, I, 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 would, I'm just, I was getting tired of getting the shit kicked out of me every day. But I knew it was nothing more than a numbers game. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you don't fail unless you quit. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'll say. I, you can never fail if you never quit. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, I wish, so anyone listening, look, if you're, if you're starting a podcast, if you're blogging, if you're doing a social media show, if you're just door knocking, whatever, you've got to do it long enough to win. I don't know how long that is. It might be three months, it might be three years. I don't freaking know. Um, there's so many variables there, but the one you can control is keep doing it and get better every time and get more efficient, get faster. It's like, yeah, it's like anything, you know, like one of the big reasons I'm successful is because my entire life, my dad like beat into me that I could be the best at anything I did. He always made me believe I could be the best. And I worked hard every single day to be the best in sports. And the mindset that he gave me that I could be the best really, really helped in my life. But he also told me, 
You can be the best if you're willing to outwork everybody. So that's yes. the only way to be the best is to outwork everybody. I love it. That's why I think you've got to be doing something. You have to choose a path that you like, that you enjoy, because how are you going to stick with it long enough if you hate it every single day? You've, you've got to enjoy it, right? Um, did you, so before you, before you were at a Mike Ferry thing and you're like, oh, we should do a TV show, did you want to be on TV growing up? Like, was it ever really nope. a conscious thing? Nope. nope. Never wanted to be on TV. Never wanted to be famous. Never wanted to be celebrity. Never wanted to move to LA. Never went to Hollywood. Like, not even my style, not my scene, you know? Right. Um, it was, a, it was a, like literally a split decision, split decision, a split second decision. Yeah. Like, hit me. And I was like, shit, TV. Then I got on TV. Like, that's exactly how it happened. And right. life is all about capitalizing on opportunities, man. If you're looking for opportunities, you're going you're gonna to create success. So you had your goal. You knew what, where you wanted to get to and what you were trying to do. Getting on TV wasn't the goal. Getting on TV was a way to get to the goal. My goal was accomplishing greatness. That was my goal. And I was trying to figure out how to do that. When you, when you were growing up, were, were, did, did you grow up around entrepreneurs and, and wealthy people, successful no, people? I grew up in Buena Park, California in the 90s. I grew up in a fairly rough area. Um, a lot different than my life today. I grew up a lot different than people would think. Sure. My parents and, were immigrants from other countries, first generation American. And, uh, you know, it, it was a fairly rough, uh, fairly, fair, a few fairly rough times in my life. I, I could imagine. Uh, it's just, it's incredible how many successful people have all started with adversity. Like adversity, I'm, I've learned over the last, even just the last year or so, adversity is the way. Like ad, adversity is required. And those that have it uh, growing up, it seems like, it seems like they almost have an advantage to those that just have a cushy life with no adversity. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing about my life. I mean, every single thing that's happened to me from the way I grew up to my public divorce, to mm. fighting cancer twice, to, to making millions, to losing millions, to every single thing I've been through has led me to where I am today. And I wouldn't change it for the world because it's nothing more than an education. If you could sum up, I'm gonna apologize for this beeping because no I, I don't know how to get it off my computer screen, and I'm here by myself today, so we're gonna have to deal with it. It's all, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, I was just gonna ask a follow up question, but whatever. Um, so you became, you were an agent, and then you became an investor, and you happened to become an investor because you got a TV show. But I. I feel like agents, because we're out there in neighborhoods, we're out there looking at homes anyways, we're talking to buyers, we're talking to sellers, there's so many opportunities that we come across, but so many of us are just too damn tunnel vision to, to realize it. What should agents be looking for if they also want to flip some homes, if they also want to buy some homes and, and rent them? What, like, what should they be looking at while they're out there doing the day-to-day -day of just being an agent? Man, there's, there's so, so much opportunity. Like, you know, for, for a real estate agent to become a real estate investor, it's like you're halfway there. Yeah. Like you are so close. You understand market conditions. You understand comps. You know how to evaluate property. You know what the trends are. So I would say you start with step one. Buy one house, buy one rental property, whatever it is, you just got to get started. And so... January 2020, this year, I'm starting a new house flipping program where I'm teaching as many people around the world as I can to flip houses. It's called Homemade Investor. 
And, um, you know, any agents that really want to learn more about, you know, getting into the investment side of real estate, it's a really, really good program. And I also have a whole array of digital house flipping products coming out called Homeschooled by Tarek Al Musa, where people can really, really educate themselves on the process. But awesome. real estate agents, you're halfway there. All you got to do is take that next step, make that commitment, start planning and start doing. Yeah. I, when I first got into real estate, it was because my mom dragged me to some rich dad education seminar over the weekend. And that was my first exposure to entrepreneurship at all. Like the concept of entrepreneurship. I thought owning your own business doing what you wanted to do. I thought that was for like a different type of person because I didn't grow up with any entrepreneurs or business owners or anything. I had no one to model. I just thought they were different types of people. That opened my eyes. And it, and of course, they make it sound like you can just start flipping homes. You'll make 50 grand your first week and you know a million the next month. And, and so I'm like, I'm going to flip homes. I naturally gravitated towards uh, being an agent because I, at the time, let lack of information or lack of know-how be my excuse for why I couldn't, I couldn't just flip homes all the time, right? Or I couldn't wholesale deals because I just didn't know how. It is not, and tell me if you agree with this, in 2020, even five years ago, it's not an acceptable excuse that you don't know how to do something. No. It, it's just not. It's like with, with the amount of information out there today, Anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. You can Google how to sew a sock, and guess what? Within minutes, you'll be sewing a sock. Like anything is on the internet. So the bullshit excuses, they're gone. Yeah. Love it, man. Um, couple, couple questions. So what was the biggest thing that's changed in your life or, or just how you do things or whatever, since people started caring about your personal relationships, you know, since you became a public figure, how's that really changed you and how, and, and you know, your, your daily day to day or has it, you know, it, it hasn't really changed much to be honest. You know, I just, it's great to have the support and the following I have. And, and I love sp- you know, I love sharing positivity. I love inspiring. I love motivating. I love helping people change their lives. And I think my favorite thing to do is really in, is to inspire people, not even teach people how to make money, but just really inspire people because, man, it feels so good to want more. It feels so good to be motivated. It feels so good to be inspired. And as long as I'm sharing my message with so many people out there that like everybody struggles, you know, that's my favorite part about what I do. What is, what's the, the biggest struggle in your, in your real estate business or your flipping business that didn't end up on camera? You know, it's, it's, you know, there's the whole operational side of the business that obviously the TV doesn't show, you know, there's real mm-hmm. company behind the scenes, acquisition team, sales team, accounting, and there's a lot of management of the actual business that doesn't make the show. You know, I'm not flipping one, two houses at a time. I'm flipping, you know, 30, 40 houses at a time. Right. Sure. Okay. So, so the business side of things, what, let's shine some light on that. Cause, cause I'm curious myself, um, you know, obviously you've got to do the things and then you've also got to run the business to help you do the things. Uh, what, what do you know now that you wish you would have known about the operations, about running the business? Well, yeah, there's one thing I do know, like, you know, I'm a house flipper, but in a sense, I'm just as much of a marketer as I am a mm. house flipper because with today's 
way of doing business. It's all done through marketing. So I'm really heavy into digital marketing, you know, Google analytics, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, TV commercials, radio ads. So I'm not only a real estate investor at this point, but I'm also a marketing firm. Interesting. Do you feel like your public, um, your brand, you know, your, your, your name, has that helped your flip sell more? Like, did, and do you, do you brand them a certain way? Like, it'll, it'll, never, like? it'll never help it sell more. No, because a okay. house will only sell for as much as a house will sell. And if it sells for too much, the appraiser comes in and knocks it down anyway. So that's right. Yeah. Bastards. It doesn't, it doesn't really help. Yep. They do. They do it every time. I still have to do a good job with every single house I do. Love it. Love it. Um, Cool, man. Any, anything that we didn't discuss before we get into the rapid fire questions, anything we haven't discussed that you think an agent, no matter where they're at in their career, they really need to know something you've learned along the way that you just want to scream from the mountaintops that, that maybe we haven't mentioned. Man, that's, that's a tough one. You know, it's like, you know, you just got to take responsibilities for your actions and you, know, you can't go to the office. I see it all the time. You can't go to the office six, eight, 10 hours a day and do nothing. You can't sit there and bullshit around with flyers. You have to work and, and you, you got to stop lying to yourself that you're working when you're just spinning your wheels, you know? And for me, like you just got to get out there and make contacts each and every single day. Your only focus as a real estate agent should be to make contact contacts. Cause if you make those contacts, the rest is going to follow. And don't get frustrated because, oh, you're calling expired listings. You're not getting any appointments. Who cares about the appointments? You're not going for appointments. You're going for contacts. It's about how you think. So think about everything as a contact game. Don't be disappointed. That. Don't be disappointed by the response. Be excited about the contact. That's how you keep going. I love that. Hey, Tark, you're an idiot. Never call me again. Thank you. 27 contacts. Right. Have you ever read Go for No? Uh, have I read Go for No? No, I have not. Super short book. I, th I think it's really uh, made for network marketers. But the concept is just like, see how many no's you can get. Because naturally, numbers game, you're going to get a certain number of yeses. So, so like you said, get excited about when someone, when someone tells you to screw off. Like, boom. Like, just count those up. Rack them up. Exactly. eventually, you're going to get yeses. That's it. It's, it's just a numbers game. You just got to make more contacts, right? And the mm -hmm. rest is all about conversion. And the hard part is just, is just remembering like the way that you're feeling, if you're failing or struggling, the way that, you know, your mindset is like everybody deals through it, right? It's not mm -hmm. just you. Every single person that you see successful today went through the same exact frustrating process. And the only difference is are the ones that have that grit, the ones that can dig deep, the ones that can keep going. Those are the ones that make it. I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad we, we've talked about that in a few different ways because when I, for most of my life, most of my career even, I thought that those that have been successful just they, – they didn't. They didn't have to overcome the same shit that, that got in my way, right? Oh, like, they just had it. They, they they just they just they just got it. They have yeah. what it takes. No, that's bullshit. They right. struggled. They figured it out. Yeah, yeah. They made better decisions, or or they got this lucky break, or you know, oh, they didn't have this. They didn't have this headwind over here, or you know, they started with money, and I, I'm finding out that's completely opposite. Exactly. Exactly. Love it, Tarek. Um, we every week. With a, with a guest, we like to do some rapid fire questions, get to know you a little bit more. Most of them are marketing related, but some of them are, um, you know, just personal likes or dislikes. So just pick one or the other 
and you don't need to elaborate on them if you don't want to. We'll blow through okay. it, and then I'll, I'll ask you for an app recommendation for an app that you are obsessed with right now, and then best piece of advice. We'll end with that, and then we'll wrap it up. So rapid fire, uh, Facebook or Instagram? Oh, shit. What's the question? <laughs> I, I know I like, it's the same company, but... I, I, yeah, exactly. I like, I like different platforms for different reasons, but I'd say Instagram. Yeah. Is that the one that you enjoy the most? I enjoy it the most, yeah. Okay. Instagram or LinkedIn? Instagram. Do you do much on LinkedIn? No. Okay. Books or podcasts? Man. Books. Books or audiobooks? Audiobooks. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Good call. Alexa or Google Home? I don't have either. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Burgers or pizza? Ooh, pizza. New York or LA? New York. Okay. NFL or NBA? NFL. Um, who's your team? Well, actually, UFC. Yeah, that's yeah. your sport. That's my sport, MMA. Love, love UFC. Going to the so, fight, McGregor fight next weekend. Oh, sick! I'm so over NFL, man. It's and I, I love football. I just, I can't handle just all the bullshit, all the politics and all the nonsense, and it's just, yeah. it's exhausting. UFC, it's so simple. It's simple, yeah. Like I just don't have, I don't have the 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 patience to follow pro sports like football, watching a whole season, sitting down for two and a half hour games. I like the right. fights because you show up, you watch the fight. When it's over, it's over. There's nothing to track. There's no next game. It's done. Love it. Love it. Mountains or beach? Man. Beach. Are we in a nationwide real estate bubble right now, or is this not a bubble? It's not a bubble, but we are definitely uh, towards the peak of the market here, if not already been there. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, podcasting or vlogging? Man, 50-50. Okay. YouTube or Facebook Live? Ooh. I don't know because I don't really use those too, very often. Um, I'm not sure. I like do, both. Do you live stream ever? Uh, not too often. Not too often. Okay. Actually. Well, I probably do. Like my, my Normally, my team's with me. And they set everything up, and I just talk into the, the gotcha. computer over here. So I'm sure I do somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure I'm doing it right now. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't really know. Uber or Lyft? Uber. LAX or Burbank? LAX. Okay. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Who are you trying to ask me some controversial questions, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I respect each for different reasons. <laughs> okay. Very different. Very different. They're very different. Very different. Um, what, what app are you obsessed with right now? What, which app, if you could only recommend one app to the peeps, what would it be? Man, I don't really use apps so much. No nothing idea. jumps out though nothing jumps out not the starbucks app or or something like that no not the starbucks app are you a coffee guy uh no i drink celsius energy drinks every morning a healthier version of red bull okay nice uh and then what's the best piece of advice you've ever received in your life if you never quit you never fail that's it. Just keep going. 
I love it, man. That's a great way to end. Where can people find you if they're just learning about you? They don't know how to spell your name. Where can they find you? Sure. Um, obviously, I'm on HGTV. I, I film Flip or Flop, also Flipping 101. Uh, my Instagram is the at side, the real Tarek El Moussa. Uh, my Facebook is Tarek El Moussa. And if you have any interest in ever getting to the house flipping game, my new program is uh, Homemade Investor by Tarek El Moussa, as well as Homeschool by Tarek El Moussa. Perfect. And we will we'll have links to all of, all of your social media and your, your education course, everything uh, in the show notes at MassiveAgentPodcast.com. Tarek El Moussa, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Great story. Uh, I, I feel like it can really help a lot of agents if they really, if they really heard you and they, yeah. and they really just do, do the shit. Well, every single thing I said is the truth. So if you guys are listening, pay attention and start implementing because it works. Love it. Tarek, thanks for being on the Massive Agent Podcast. Thanks for having me. You bet. See ya. What I wanted you guys to get out of that is that being an agent can open doors. If you just can see, if you if you can think with, begin with the end in mind. You need to start thinking of what you can do and what what being an agent can lead to. If you want, now look, if you just want to be an agent, if you, if you want to do transactions for the rest of your career and you enjoy that and that's your thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Don't let me tell you that you shouldn't do that. If you do aspire for more or to to take another step up or to build a business or to um you know to pivot to some other opportunity, now you know what else is possible, okay? And and a lot of that you can do while promoting and growing your local real estate business. You can you can be building and launching your own media company, doing your own show, you know, uh, inventing products, inventing software platforms, all that stuff you can do, but you have to know, you have to wrap your head around the fact that being an agent is one of the best stepping stones out there. I don't know of any other profession that's a better stepping stone. And it was really interesting to hear Tarek mention how he thought being an agent was one of the the best professions out there. And that's actually how he started. So Tarek, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Um, guys, tune in on HGTV, Flipper Flop or Flipping 101. Um, he's just a regular guy. He's a regular guy who decided he's going to go after it. He's going to build a business. He's going to put his name out there and look what he's built. So Tarek, respect. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would, please, the only ask I have of you is if you've received any value from the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I got to stop calling it iTunes because they don't call it iTunes anymore and they haven't called it that in years. Apple Podcasts. If you have the little purple app on your iPhone, that's what I'm talking about. The little purple podcasting app on your iPhone or your Apple Watch or Apple CarPlay. It's the purple button, okay? If that's where you're listening, if you would, please uh, go to our podcast page, scroll down below all the episodes and where you see the, uh, the five stars, please click that and leave a review. Just let us know what you like about the show. Let us know what you've learned, what you like, what keeps you coming back. And it helps us out tremendously. In fact, this is super cool. The other day, if you follow us on Facebook at Massive Agent on Facebook, then you saw, or on Instagram as well, at Massive Agent. And if you don't, what the hell? Come on now, do that. But you saw in my story and on Facebook how the other day we actually reached the top 50. We were number 48 out of all the marketing podcasts, not just real estate, but marketing podcasts in the United States on Apple Podcasts. That's freaking awesome. We, we are a top 50 podcast and on January 3rd, we were actually number one in Canada in the marketing category. 
mind-boggling. So thank you guys for doing that. But that right there is what can happen when you guys subscribe and leave reviews. So if you've left a review but haven't subscribed, please subscribe. It helps us out tremendously. It, it shows Apple that the show's in demand. The more people subscribe, especially over a short period of time, the higher we go on the charts, the bigger the audience gets, the, the more, more guests we can attract, and so on and so forth. You guys, you guys get the routine. Uh, so if you've received any kind of value from the show, please go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review, or just scroll down in your purple app, massiveagentpodcast.com slash review. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, and please subscribe so you never have to remember that the show comes out Thursday mornings. You just get a notification when it's available, it downloads it automatically, and boom, you never miss a Massive Agent podcast. Thank you guys. I hope you learned something new. Tarek has an amazing story. Uh, if, if you want to hear more from him about his real estate career and his path to success, go listen to The Passionate Few podcast. The Passionate Few with Tarek El Musa as a guest, Omar something. I forget how to pronounce it. I know Tarek said it in the interview. Omar something um, is is the host. Great show. Go listen to that. That's how I first heard about Tarek and how he started in real estate. So Tarek, thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Go close some loans. Go sell some homes. Have a great freaking weekend. I'll see you guys next week on the Massive Agent Podcast.